Hello and welcome to the PLUS Podcast, where we are student plus athletes that seek a relationship with God amidst our academic and athletic pursuits. Traditionally, the word student-athlete is hyphenated, where the dash represents a school-sport balance. We added a vertical line to the dash to create the PLUS, a symbol of our upward desire for God while competing for our school. My name is Camille Peisner. And I'm Skylar Jones. Join us as we interview fellow student plus athletes about their journey of faith and sport. Everyone, welcome back to the Plus Pod. Today I'm with Jules Kopek of Rutgers Field Hockey, and I am super excited. She just lights up a room. I actually met her last year at the first ever NIL Summit in Atlanta, and we were sitting at a table together and watched Tim Tebow speak. So pretty cool, very exciting uh, first bonding moment for us. So thank you for joining on the Plus Pod today. Um, I'll start off by asking the same question. We start off every podcast, and that is what is your favorite sports Bible verse or something you feel encompasses your sports testimony? I definitely think John 13, 7 encompasses my sports testimony. You may not know what I'm doing now, but later you'll understand. Um, that's just been something that I've hold on to every single day because we go through the peaks and the valleys and we sometimes we don't know why. And it's hard to like really know unless you're following the Lord. Like we know God's plan for us. Like it was set in stone before we were even created. So we know that anything we encounter every day, everything we go through every day is part of his plan. That's my sports verse. That's what encompasses my sports testimony. So grateful, so blessed. And I'm just continuing to grow. That is awesome. I think sports is just, there's things that you just can't explain um, that you don't know why, why is this happening? And I guess the most obvious example is like, why did I get hurt? Or why am I not performing as well as I should be? I'm training hard, putting everything in. And so I love that because this verse is, even though you don't know now, God already knows. And one day the new heavens and new earth, we will know. So that's awesome. Um, If you don't mind just kind of sharing how you got into um, a religion and also sports, if that they went hand in hand growing up or. It was right when I was born, I was baptized Catholic. Um, I was brought up in the Catholic church. Um, I went to Catholic private school my whole entire life up until college. I went to a small Catholic school in my town up until seventh grade and then transferred to the sister school of my high school for eighth grade. And then I went to, I went to ninth through 12th at Red Bank Catholic in Red Bank, New Jersey and sports and religion. I didn't really understand until I got to high school. So I was always in the sports and religion world together. Like I was learning about the old Testament since I was little. Um, I was always, I was active, so active in like five sports at once. I was doing swimming, running. Um, at one point I was doing basketball. I was swimming all year long. Um, I qualified for the junior Olympics, but in swimming when I was little, that's how I earned my first I earned my first phone when I was 10. Um, I had to qualify for this new Olympic <laughs> Blackberry flip phone. I was so excited. Um, and I stopped swimming and I did soccer and field hockey at the same time all year round. Um, and I was running too on top of that. There were some days where I would go from soccer practice to a field hockey practice. And I would run in the morning before that. But that's how it was when we were little. Like I was never inside wow. when I went. 2014 is, was right after Hurricane Sandy hit when we were, when we were little. Hurricane Sandy like completely wiped out all of Monmouth County Hall where I live. Um, Parents decided to purchase two patches of turf for our backyard. And we put that in all by ourselves. So we laid the concrete, we laid the, we laid the, the the gravel, we laid the turf and we still have that today. And now I get to train athletes on the same turf that I grew up 
being trained like in, which is incredible. so cool. Um, so we've been at our house for like, it's going to come up on 20 years soon. And it's incredible. The history from where I live, my, my grandfather is a huge, um, part of the town. Like he's the first generation of our family from Italy. And my grandmother's side is from Germany and Ireland. And then my dad's side is Polish and native American tribe. So we're all like, we're all so many heritages and it's so unique to see, like, I get like a piece from all of them. We need to go back in our history. Like this country is, we're built on free, a free, free speech, free everything. Like we have to remember that, like, this country was built on such great leaders. And sometimes we forget, like, you can come here with nothing and then you can flourish into, like, so much. That's what happened to my family. Um, and, I mean, God, if if we weren't walking with the Lord and I wasn't established when I was a little girl and I wasn't brought up in the Catholic faith, baptized, all that. But then I stepped out into my own religion. I stepped out into my own faith when I first went to my first FCA huddle was freshman year of high school. And my older sister invited me, Maddie. Um, and my high school huddle leader is my mentor today. His name's Harry Flaherty. He's a New Jersey director of FCA. He led every mm-hmm. FCA my all four years of high school. Sophomore summer going into junior year. So that's 2019 is when I gave my life to Christ. So that's five years ago now. After you give your life to Christ, you think it's like butterflies, rainbows, like you're saved. Like you're just he's like, no, <laughs> like he's got you. We know he's got you, but we're going to go through ups and downs every single day. Like um, when my oldest sister was struggling so much when after I gave my life to Christ. And I mean, we all were here for her, the whole entire family, but that's how my family gets through all the stuff we get through. I'm in the middle of five children. My parents had five of us in seven years, which is just unheard of, but we're so tight knit. Like they're my best friends. And if I didn't have them during COVID, I don't know what I would have done. Um, my mm-hmm. oldest sister, me and her would go out on runs every single day before we would log on to online school. And that's how we stayed mm-hmm. like same how. Like, and we were praying and we were joining FCA huddles on Zoom. My little nightly prayer before I would go to bed every single day in high school was, dear God, please keep my family safe and please keep me safe. That's what I prayed. Just a little prayer right before I went to bed every night. Mm-hmm. And wake up. Sometimes I wouldn't finish my homework because I was too exhausted the night before. So I'd wake up so early. I'd wake up at like literally like 5 a.m. and mm-hmm. grind before I got to school. Then lunchtime would come around and I'd be dead tired like me and my best friends were all athletes and my best friend actually Tess one of my best friends she runs track at Columbia and um that's how we got through high school track together <laughs> we were like dead tired in lunch we didn't have any energy to talk to anybody we were just shoving food down our throat like trying to get the protein trying to get <laughs> like sleeping after we we're done um and then we'd have to be ready to go to do a track area we'd have to be ready to go play field hockey game to go to a practice um right after school it was nonstop and it's still nonstop to this day, but that's how everyone is over here. Like it's this, it's a cycle. Like you start working when you're 14 over here and then you just keep going, wow. keep going. Yeah. So getting baptized in high school between your sophomore and junior years. And then what did that look like for you in the recruiting process? How did your faith kind of shape where you ended up, if at all? And then like, how did your faith um, impact your first year, few years of college? Oh, this is a crazy story. So I was being recruited when I was a freshman to go to Boston College and I was going to commit there. And then the recruiting rule changed. So we couldn't contact coaches until sophomore going to our junior year. There's a June 15th. They call it a June 15th. That's when your phone blows up the whole day. So June 15th, 2019, my phone is blowing up and we're at this regional club championship tournament trying to qualify for nationals. And I'm in the like 100, it's like this time of year. I'm in the 100 degree heat. 
trying to qualify for nationals. And I also have to talk on the phone with these coaches for like an hour at a time. It was so draining, but it was the best day. It was the best day. Like I was getting phone calls from people that I never even knew were interested in me. I narrowed it down. Um, and I, it got narrowed down because you realize like what you want, what you don't want, what coaches you align with, like everything you want. And in a program, in a team, in a school, just in a whole environment, if you want to be in a city, if you want to be at the beach, if you want to be on a farm. Um, <laughs> I never thought I would end up in a city. I never thought I would end up in North Philadelphia, but the head coach played a, such an impactful role on my decision. Her name's Susan Chirfo, um, who was the head coach at the time when I was being recruited. And she's probably one of the most amazing people I've ever met in my whole entire life. Um, she's very into her faith as well. Um, she just gave birth to a young daughter this past year and we're still in contact. I got recruited by her. She got me in contact. So it happened like overnight. She got me in contact with the track coach. The track coach reached out to me and was like, Jules, like we can, we can get you on scholarship here too. Like I already know your name. And I was like, this is crazy. Like, what do you mean I'm going to be able to play two division one sports? Wow. I was like, there's no way. Um, so then it happened. She put a deadline on me for two weeks and it was between Temple and Columbia for me in the end. I did choose Temple because I just, I was like, this, this is rare. Like this doesn't happen. Like this is so unheard of. So I decided to, I decided to commit to temple and, um, is the best feeling. And then, so I do really well in track and field hockey these next, this next like six months and then COVID hits in 2020. So I was supposed to run a new balance nationals the day after COVID hit. And I qualified for the championship 800 meter all by myself. And I was so excited. Me and my best friend Tess, and then it gets canceled the night before. We have a best friend, Tess. We go, we just get in the car and we're like, like, what's going on? Like, it literally feels like the world's ending. Because they were like, oh, it's just going to be two weeks in your house, like just a quarantine. The two weeks go by. Oh, you're going to be inside for a whole month. You can't leave your house. You can't even go run on a public track. We couldn't do anything over here. Like, we were completely shut down. The, the police were patrolling. Me and my wow. sister, we would go on runs and we would get stopped and be like, because we don't really look alike. We get stopped and people would say like, you're not supposed to run with anyone but your family. And we're sisters. And we would say to people, we would have to say to people, we're sisters. Like, that's crazy. That is wild. That I was so, actually going to that New Balance Nationals too. And I remember it getting canceled. I was like, so sad because I finally qualified for the championship division, just like you probably. And then, and then we couldn't. And then like a few days later, our, we were going to take a trip to um, Arizona for um, Chandler Rotary invite, which is like one of my favorite meets. And then that got canceled. And I was like, okay. And then like two weeks later, like the season got postponed. And then all of a sudden the season just got canceled. And we were going for a three-peat actually at state. Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, delay, not a lot denied, I guess, but it the delay after delay after delay definitely made it frustrating because all that work that you yeah. put into it and that's what it constantly felt like delay after delay after delay and I was working so hard during COVID like I was in peak shape like and then my senior year rolls around so 2021 it's restricted like we're literally playing in field hockey and masks it's so far like gone but it feels like it was yesterday that's what I constantly think about like it's 2023 right now but it still feels like it still feels like we're living in 2020 I just feel like everyone's on edge. Like it's so hard to hold a conversation with somebody. Like nobody even really looks people in the eyes anymore. Like I love talking to people so much. Um, Cause you can just get like a little sprinkle of sprinkle of knowledge from everyone you talk to. Totally. 
Um, it's definitely been a struggle since 2020 because it feels like people just want us to keep to themselves, want us to stay isolated. But that's not how we were, we were. We were born to be as humans. Like we're born to be in community, born to be in fellowship. Like God, God established that from the beginning. Like He made He made Eve out of Adam, <laughs> like broken yes. rib. Like, like that's that's us. Like we, we all, it's not good we're all cut from the same cloth. Like we're cut from yeah. the same cloth. Um, and Jesus came to this earth to die, live across, so we could have eternal life. Like he did that for us. When I was little, everyone had their windows down, blasting music, classic cars everywhere. And since COVID, it's just like, I don't know, it's attracted all these entrepreneurs and all the buildings are getting higher, but we're not outreaching into the community. So like we're, we're getting up there, like all the big entrepreneurs coming down here, but we're not outreaching into the communities that need to be outreached into. So that's what's amazing about FCA. And like, I'm starting my own field hockey club over here. Like I'm in the works of starting my own field hockey called Hockey by the Sea. My end goal is to have this big hockey facility down by the shore and just all sports too. I want to have a field hockey facility, like a gym, a nutrition shop, and a farm in the back. And all the natural medicine, all the natural remedies, all the food for fuel, juice for fuel, water. Like, are you drinking enough water? Like, do you have enough protein? Um are you doing enough for your, like your mental, like, are you reading a book? Are you getting outside? Um, like, are you touching the earth enough? Like, are you touching God's creation? Are you in his creation enough? Are you in the air conditioning? Just. Yeah. Yeah. I would love to hear about how you started FCA at Temple and what that looked like and how God called you into that and what was scary about it. What was hard about it? Any Mm -hmm. and all. So I stepped away from track my freshman year because I was completely drained after my freshman season. I had an incredible freshman season with Temple. Um, and then I was deciding if I wanted to completely focus on field hockey or not. So I go to my track coach I was supposed to be with, and um, we had a really hard conversation, and it was really hard. So I stepped away. And then a week later, he got let go. So wow. they're a little shady. So everything happens for a reason. I always, my mom's always said that to me. Um, so he got let go. And then that was just a little bit more clarification that I was going on the right path for the time being. There was a lot of change in the first year. Um, but there was so much growth, like in the winter field hockey, I gained so much muscle, so much, um, speed. And then March rolls around and I go through this really toxic phase of, I was in the Valley. I was really in the Valley. (laughs) Like I was not at a peak. I was really out there. Um, just falling into all the peer pressure and thinking I had to go out to feel, to feel something, to be, feel included. And then I got in contact. Oh no, this was the day after I got my concussion. I got my concussion March, the end of March in 2022. Something told me to pick up the phone and call my high school FCA huddle leader. Like, I don't know what it was. I just picked up the phone and I dialed his phone number like right away. Like, I don't know what it was. And I'm like I don't know what's going on I just got a concussion last night so he talked me through that and then I was like Harry like I need FCA here like I'm so far off the path that I know that I need to be on that I know that God's calling on but it's because that there's no strong faith-based community here so I reached Harry gets me in contact with the Philly FCA director who's Casey Ryan she is one of the most incredible people. She challenged me so much in my faith and her and Cristiano, who's an assistant 
soccer coach at Drexel. She played at Vanderbilt and she played um, internationally for the pros. Like she's incredible, a goalkeeper and she coaches and she's a mental health resource and she's so heavily involved with FCA. And then Casey is a Philly Metro FCA director. So she's in the heart of North Philadelphia. It's the most dangerous part of the Philly. That's where wow. her temple was. I'm the most dangerous part of the city. I was constantly fearing for my life, constantly looking on my shoulder, but I learned how to protect myself. I learned that I only need to fear God. Like I learned that through living in North Philadelphia and being around these people and being just, if you're kind to somebody, they notice that. And like being kind first should be our first compassionate kindness. And then I went to um, college camp for FCA. So that's where I met CJ. CJ is plays football at Virginia Tech. We didn't really talk to each other the whole weekend. Um, and then the last night, he was just walking over to the water by himself to look at the stars or something. I was like, why is he walking? Like, he was hanging out with me and my friends. I was like, why is he walking over the water by himself? Like, this is weird. Um, so I just follow him and, like, we have a conversation. Like, I've never instantly connected with somebody so fast. And then we leave that weekend. Like, we really connected. And then we were just like, we can't be strangers. Like, let's talk. And then we went through a little bit of struggling, both of us in the fall. Like I was deciding if Temple was where I wanted to be. So this was fall of 2022 and I was growing my faith. And then the FCA people in Philly were like, you really need to grow in your faith this year. And then you come back stronger and we can get this rolling, this FCA rolling. I was like, that's fine. Like I needed to hear that. It was a hard conversation, but the hard conversations sometimes is what we need the most. Like we need to hear those little, those little pieces of, oh, like, your brother or sister in Christ, like, oh, you're doing, that's not, that's not how it is in the Bible. Like, that's not how God calls us to act. Mm. That's discipleship. Like, we're supposed to hold each other accountable. I mean, the Philly people, like, they have my back for life. I have theirs. Um, Like, they're my best friends, and I wouldn't have it any other way. Um, Like, now, I, like, I fell in love this past year, and, like, love with the Lord, like, three, like, these five years I've been walking with Christ, like, I just loved, I love people. I love God's creation. I love helping people. Um, I'm studying criminal justice and psychology. Mm-hmm. Minor Spanish. That's what I'm going to be doing. And Sweet. like, I help as many people as I can. Like, my end goal is to protect the kids. Like, whatever that means. Like, if that's my hockey club. I'm protecting the kids. I'm keeping them in school. Keeping them on the straight path. Um, so that's what we need to bring to light. We need to bring to like these actual horrifying things that are happening. Like it's not all butterflies and rainbows over here. You know, it seems like it You could look at somebody's Instagram and think they have a perfect life, but what's their home life? Like, what's their family life? Like, what are they walking with the Lord? Are they, are they, what are they passionate about? Are they drinking every night? Like, right. not that any of that stuff is bad in moderation, but it crosses the line where it's like, are you worshiping all the worldly things? which we're not called to do, or are we worshiping the only one? So FCA, you have to establish your relationship vertically with the Lord first, and then you can right. go the community horizontally. That's how I learned it from, from my FCA huddle leader. Vertical relationship with the Lord should be your most important, and then all the horizontal relationships will fall into place. That's Absolutely. what happened to me. That's what's happening daily. And um, that's what we named it the plus because there's always a dash between student and athlete, but yeah. having that vertical line and that relationship with God is a priority. And so thanks for touching on that, but it's absolutely the, it's the shape of the cross. It's the plus. And so tell me how, after you established that vertical relationship with God, yeah. how did you go horizontal in FCA and starting that? Okay. So after, after I got home from the Mac, that was the end of May, I was like, I need to get this rolling. So we started having huddles with just 
I started to try to outreach in the temple community, but it's hard. Like, no, I was getting no responses. Um, people were joining the group chats, but not responding. That was really hard on me. And I was training for USA for Lucky last summer. And I made the U21 national camp last summer. Wow. Um, Congrats. But I didn't go. I didn't go this past January because I was figuring out my life. Like I was figuring out transferring. I was figuring out school. Like I carried 18 credits this past spring because that's what I need to do to set myself up in the best position to transfer. And I was in the best position possible to transfer. Like I, I got on the phone with Meredith, who's the Rutgers coach while I was in the transfer portal. And she's like, Jules, we've been waiting for your name to pop up in the transfer portal all morning. And I was like, what do you mean? <laughs> what do you mean? She was like, she was like, can we get you here? And I was like, yeah, I'll come on a visit. A week later, I get on a visit. Like a few days later, I, I get there, go on a visit. And I'm like, I've never felt more at home. The whole environment, yeah. the coaches, the athletic trainer, the equipment manager, just every horizontal relationship at Rutgers is incredible. I, I haven't met a person that doesn't say hi to you. Everyone says wow. hi to you. Everyone's inclined to be kind, but that's the Rutgers. That's the Scarlet Knight way. Like we're disciplined we're strong we are we outreach we talk to alumni alumni come back and help us like that's that's Rutgers University there's Scarlet Knights everywhere now we just went on this over overseas tour and now we're going to be able to bring back all the knowledge from that tour we have so many international players on our team which is incredible from all over the world it's like they have a piece from all over the world which is so fun like Every really cool. Argentina, a few from New Zealand, one from Northern Ireland, and a few from the Netherlands. And then the rest is like New Jersey, Northeast. It's New Jersey. <laughs> and then there's one, one of our players is from Massachusetts. It's incredible. These girls are so knowledgeable. The Lord really, truly does work in mysterious ways. And I mean, that's why I go back to John 13, 7. I mean, if I would have pictured that I would have gone through all that I went through in the past five years, I would have been like, how are you still standing? But that's because I chose to give my life to Christ. And then we go through all this and we're daily walking with all of our, all of our struggles, like all of the daily battles we face. We pick up our cross daily when we're walking with the Lord. We pick up our, our little cross daily. That's on our shoulder. And then we have the devil on the other side trying to chatter, trying to take us <laughs> off that path. But people always tell me, like, you just got to flick them away. Like, just flick them away. As soon as you get those thoughts, then you're still, as you're like, oh, like, I'm not the Lord's creation. Like, I'm not, I'm not called. I'm not made in the image of God. Like, no, that's wrong. You are made in the image of God. Mm -hmm. You are, you are here for a reason. You are chosen. You are his people, your disciple. Or I'm daughter of God. I'm a sister. I'm a follower of Christ. I'm a Christian. I'm a friend. I'm a girlfriend. I'm a, that's, that's my, those are all my titles. But the most important title is that I'm, I'm the daughter of the most high King. I'm just so excited for it to continue growing, to continue helping people continue pouring into these young athletes that I coach, pouring into everyone that I meet. I mean, there's these two twins that I babysit and they're like, what do you do in your free time? I'm like, what do you mean? I'm like, I'm coaching, I'm working out, I'm reading the Bible, I'm studying, I'm praying, I'm talking to my friends, I'm hanging out with my friends, hanging out with my family. They're like, you read the Bible? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I read the Bible. I'm like, do you believe in God? They're like, yeah, we believe in God. I'm like, do you read the Bible? And they're like, no. <laughs> and I was like, okay, you're still young, but like, that's all these children need is just a little bit of encouragement from like our generation. Absolutely. They look up to us like we're famous, like division one athletes. They look up to us like we're these famous people because we're put on these pedestals. 
Like you're in the Pac-12 at Stanford. You're put on this huge pedestal, like Stanford, academically, athletically. I mean, you guys are awesome over there. Absolutely. So that's why it's kind of stepping off that pedestal. Um, Bring yourself for the Lord. Absolutely. Absolutely. And then the kids see that and they see that yeah. there's something different about you um, and want to know more and want to open the Bible. So that's awesome. Exactly. <laughs> Keep up the good work. I am Thank like, you. Oh my gosh. Well, thank you so much. Um, can't wait for everyone to hear this. Yeah. <laughs>